Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18. We're going to read one verse here. I want to welcome all those that's uh, tuning in to the, from the internet, Facebook, and eventually we'll have podcasts uh, where we can have everybody kind of listen in anytime they want to. And so we're glad to have you this morning. Aren't you glad to have those outsiders of the family that's maybe in other communities, other areas? We got some down by Indianapolis and that's tuning in. Other places around and we thank God for them. They're part of us. Aren't you glad to have them home, folk? Oh, that was very poor. Aren't you glad to have that family that's outside of here? Uh, maybe they can drive up here and by the time we get things rolling this afternoon uh, for the picnic and have things ready to go, maybe they can enjoy. We're going to have some fun. We've got some things planned today and we're just glad you're here. But first of all, let me welcome all the new friends, ones that I haven't had a chance to get to know. I have got to know a gentleman that walked in. They used to run around with my brother, hang out with my brother. We're glad to have you. And so did John. John used to hang around my brother and they used to do some um, things together. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, but it's good to have them. And uh, it kind of brings back memories when my brother and I was growing up and how much we had a good time and uh, doing things. But my brother kind of went down a path that wasn't always good. And, um, and it's just like all of us. How many knows that we need friends? We need someone we can confide in, someone we can turn to, look to. There's some people who say, well, I can live it alone. I beg pardon. You're not an island by yourself. You're in a world you need friends, and we need somebody. But let's go ahead and look to Proverbs 18, verse 24. Stand for the reading of God's word. One verse we're going to read. Verse 24, it says this. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Do me a favor. If you've not gotten out of your seat and had a chance to greet someone, I want you to take the first part of this verse and participate with it. Put it in action. Go greet someone you haven't greeted yet and says, it's good to have you, friend. Get out. Go across the aisle if you have to. Go greet somebody if you haven't had a chance to. Say, it's good to have you, friend. <clears throat> what? Yes, is he? Oh, I know. Okay, as you're making your way back to your seats, this is what it is. Family, friends, it means a lot to be around those that can be with you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. That was the first part. In order to be, have friends, you got to show yourself friendly. How many has been around? Somebody's been looking like they're sucking on sour lemons. Their face doesn't show it. Their actions doesn't give it. You could speak to them. They just look at you 
sour. I don't want to be their friend, especially, and maybe they're okay. But when you first get around, you've been around those people. You've been around some that just seem like, mm, that just kind of write them off a little bit and kind of maybe not. But later on, maybe you find out they were facing something and that. But a man who has friends must himself be friendly. So that means you must reach out, sometimes shake hands or just go, boom, hi. <laughs> As you've seen some people do. They just don't want to shake hands. just kind of, that's bump. But we're connecting. That's what friendship does. And that's what we create. But I like what the latter part of this verse says. But there is a friend. Say a friend. A, friend. a single one. Individual. Not plural. Single. Who sticks closer than a brother. Title of the message. A friend that sticks. A friend that sticks. Now what does... I'd done a message not too long ago, and some of you can kind of relate this because we didn't used to have this terminology, but it's called friend requests. What does that go with? Facebook. Facebook. I want a friend. Sometimes there's people out there, you're saying, I want a friend. After a while, you're going, I don't want you as a friend. <laughs> Let's delete them. That's kind of, uh, what, what do they do? Block them? Sorry, you've already got it out there. Hey, I want friends, but... And some people, he says, let's close the door on them. Block. There's some people from my high school days. Uh, we used to hang around. And I found out some things that they were doing. I'm, blo I'm blocking them. Uh, but um, I see them later on. And they said, you still serving the Lord? Yes, I am. And they've come to know the Lord. I had one young lady that uh, she was a cheerleader in, in school. And she was very outgoing. But she didn't know the Lord. And she got herself in a lot of areas and issues. And I seen her at, in uh, Glenbrook Mall. And she came running up to me. And Martha was looking at dresses or looking at something else. And she came up and she just almost leaped to my arms. And she's very good looking. And I'm thinking, Martha, don't see. <laughs> I don't want you to see this. I'm not cheating on you. <laughs> so... She hugged me and got around me. And uh, so we made, again, acquaintances again. And she goes, I want to thank you. Tears in her eyes. And I says, what, what, what's going on? And she goes, because you served the Lord all through high school, I watched you. I didn't know the Lord, but I do now. I got to after college, I went to a church and gave my heart to God. And now he's my best friend. Because you served him. I saw that. See, sometimes people are watching your lives. And if you have a friend that sticks closer than a brother, as the scripture says, that friend can be anybody's friend if you really want him to be. But what does a friend really mean? What does it have? If you look it up, it means association. You got to associate with people to have friends. If you don't associate with them, whether you're going to a party, whether you're not going to a party, whether you're going to an event or not to an event. Maybe it's a workplace, maybe it's school. You still got to associate. There's some people that put themselves in a bubble. They don't associate with nobody. They're miserable. I don't want to be that way. I want to make as many friends as I want to. I want everybody to go to heaven with me. I think heaven would be a miserable place if we didn't have people. <laughs> Saints, ones that have been saved. The Bible says that there's going to be a party going on when we get there. I want you part of that party. I'm going to be on a cloud. My cloud's going to be rocking. I'm going to enjoy heaven. 
I'm going to enjoy my friendship. I'm going to see you, and I'm going to hug on you, love on you, and we're going to, the band's going to be striking up because it's going to be heavenly, and all of a sudden, we can kind of dance together and just move and, and groove, and maybe when I get to heaven, his hand will always tell me, he says, Dad, maybe you can dance. <laughs> I can't do it on the earth, but I can move anyway. But association is one aspect of making friendship and having friends. Another one is being loyal. How many likes loyalty? I like loyalty. I like those people that can be loyal to friends. Another aspect, I won't hold the loyalty because we're going to be talking about that in a minute, is affection. When somebody can love on you for who you are, wow, that's, that's awesome. And today, I truly believe, no matter what part of the road you've been on, no matter what part of town you come from, no matter if, even if you're on across the tracks, as they used to say, God loves you. Oh, let me hear an amen. amen. See, God loves me. He loves you. For God so loved the world. His affection, his loyalty, his association is with humanity. He created you. He wants the best for you. As a matter of fact, he's going to create a home for you to live. Thank God for heaven. Amen. But not everybody's going to be there that's walking this earth, that's on a journey. Because they don't accept the love of God, but God gives you loves. I want to lay out just a few things here of what I classify. And as you study some things out, what areas of association, friendship, loyalty, affection is. One, how many ever heard the term comrade? It's a Russian term as some ways we always look to, but really it's a biblical term, comrade. It's those that really are not for you, but they're really not against you, but they are against what you're against. In other words, you have a passion for something. They may not like you as a person, but I'm going to be with you because you're against something that I'm against. I'm going to be that. So those are comrades. And how many knows you have some comrades around you? They don't like you, but they really don't like what you're against also. So they're going to be with you in that regard. So those are comrades. But there's also another aspect. It's called constituents. And those are those that are there. They're with you to a certain extent, but they're with you because of what you believe and what you stand for. But give them a chance. They find somebody else that they can stand with. Bye. They're gone. They're constituents, and, and they're there for just a, a little bit. They're association by something. Same way with comrades, they're association. But I like the last point that I want to bring out called confidence. These people are there in for the long haul. How many's ever had a friend, no matter what you did, they love you? Am I the only one? I've messed up. I said some things. I've done some things, but those friends are there in the long haul. Didn't you see what I did? See, Peter, the apostle, the disciple, messed up with Jesus one time. When Jesus was going to the cross, he was in judgment day, and all of a sudden, they were accusing him. And all of a sudden, Peter is accused, says, you're part of that band. You're associated with that person. I've seen you with him all this time. No, I'm not that one. He rejected Christ 
three times. And the last part, he even cussed. Oh, wow. The apostle Peter cussed. He, He said some foul words. Yes, he did. I don't know him. In other words, he's saying rejected him. Then what did Jesus do? Aren't you glad to have a friend that no matter what you do, he wants to be there? Wants to forgive you? Wants to go with you the long haul? (laughs) Jesus was in the shore. And what does Peter do? He goes back to what he used to do. He understands that. That's a comfort zone for me. I'm going to fish. That was an occupation I did. And what did Jesus do? Jesus stood on the line fixing food. Had some fish there. All of a sudden they looked at him and says, that looks like the master. That looks like Jesus. That looks like who we was with for three and a half years. And all of a sudden, Peter jumps in and he comes to the shore. He jumps in the water and swims to the shore. And there is Jesus fixing food. I'm sure he says, are you hungry? Have we been fishing all night? Yes. What, what do you think? I'm hungry. He said, I got some food for you. And then as all gathered around Jesus, Jesus asked Peter, said, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Gives him a direction, gives him some clear things. They ask him again, do you love me? Yes. Jesus being not just an association, but just showing that I love you. I have affection for you, Peter. And then he says the third time, I am loyal to you. I need you to be loyal to me. I am your friend. I am not one that wants to turn my back on you. And what was Jesus doing? Canceling what Peter done earlier. Jesus wants to wipe the slate clean with anybody that will accept him. Aren't you glad that Jesus loves you? He's one that will stick closer than a brother. He's a friend that loves. But who are true friends? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I want a true friend. I don't want one that's just going to be there. See, friends come and go. Friends, uh, I had friends when I was growing up. I don't see them in my life. My best man that was in my wedding when we got married 39 years ago. We're still friends, but we're not best of friends anymore, as you can say. Best friends forever. We're good friends. I introduced him to his wife because she wanted to date me. I said, no, you need to date him. I knew what was good for him and what was good for her. I says, they got married and I was his best man there. But it doesn't mean that we have lost, that we're still friends, but we're not best buds in that sense. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a true friend. How many of those people (laughs) that you consider friends, but are they truly about you? Are they truly about what you are about? (laughs) See, one thing, how many can say, I have friends that encourage me? How many has ever had somebody that encourages you? You see them and they encourage you. They're a good friend. They want to see the best for you. But a true friend will also challenge you. It's not one just say, I want you happy and that's it. But they see you going down the wrong path. I want them to give me the right direction. Amen. I don't want them to, to let me be led astray. 
We're living in a time when I've never seen so much confusion. I was talking to the Lord yesterday, doing some work around the house, trying to catch up on some things. And the Lord says, we have a spirit of confusion that's in the land. When we have a prominent university that can give you a gender identity six ways and one is other, I thought they missed one, cousin it. (laughs) I'm thinking, how in the world can you have, look in the mirror and say, Yep, I feel like this. It's not a feeling. It's what I see. I want somebody that can see me for who I am, but yet give me good counsel. That's a true friend. We don't have many that'll do that. I just want you happy. So I'm not going to rock the boat just a little bit. I want you to, Jesus will tell you the truth, but he'll love you while he's doing it. That's a true friend. See, they're there for you with your visions, and your dreams. Over the years, I've seen people, I've given visions and I've given dreams and told them what God was really talking to me about. They're there for a while, but man, they're not there for the long haul. Are they true friends? They're association, constituents. They're there for me for a while, but yet uh, I see something a little bit better. I can see a movement going over. I won't go that direction. Next thing you know, they're gone. I've had people give me letters in the mail. I'm not coming back. I just want you to know, I love you. That's it. <laughs> I'm going, wow. I had confidence. I just, I, they was part of leadership. Sent the key in the mail saying, here, I'm not going to be part of what you're doing. I'm thinking, wow. You don't think it doesn't cut like a knife? That wasn't true friendship. See, most that you consider friends are so-called associates. They associate with you, but yet they're not true friends. Jesus doesn't just want to associate with you. He wants to be your friend. Not just something I need a friend request and that's it. In fact, many people who spend time with certain people and they consider them friends, uh, a lot of times you're just wasting your time. And sometimes you waste an energy. Because really... When things get tough, things get rough, you hit a wall in your life, they're not there. You count them out. How many's ever had those type of friends? So you need friends that's going to encourage you. Can I hear an amen? amen. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 17, just a, a chapter over before what we read already. 17. Let me get it open here. Verse 17 of Proverbs 17. A friend loves how much? A friend loves at all times. But a brother is born for adversity. Me and my brother didn't always see eye to eye. When we was growing up, we'd wrestle. He was for adversity. He would pick on me. He would do everything he could just to agitate me. Sometimes my friends wouldn't do that to me. They, they wanted to be next to me. They loved what I was doing and they loved doing what I was doing. And, and so they love. And a true friend will love at all times. No matter what, you may see them in the morning if they spend the night and your hair is all off and you're not looking good. And especially ladies, you don't have the paint on that you put on and you get up and you're, they look at you, I love you. 
That's like a mother's love. They love you no matter what. They'll kiss on you. My cousin and my aunt was like that. I thought they was going to bite my jaw off sometimes. They love on me. They would stick their tongue out. Love you so much. I can just bite your jaw off. I said, I wouldn't have a jaw then. But they loved. A friend loves at all times. In other words, you need to surround yourself for those that will support you. That will undergird you. That will be there. A friend that sticks to you. That loves you no matter what. There's a lot of people come and go in your life. They may be there for a season. They may be there for a little bit. See, comrades are like scaffolding. When you do a building, you put it up for a season, but you bring it down when the building's done or whatever you're using it for. Those comrades are there because they see a purpose. I'm coming against the enemy you're going against. I want to fight with you in that regard because it's a benefit to me, not just you. But when you put up the scaffolding, you take it down. Thank God that we need those that will support. Now, let me ask you a question. Do they support how? Emotionally for one and spiritually. A true friend will do both. Not just to undergird you emotionally, because sometimes you get highs and lows in your life. Your mind will go one way and another. You feel up one day, down the next but you have a friend that is there when no matter what you're going through, hey, you can make it. You're doing, going to be okay. But spiritually, they will pour into you. They will say, God's for you and he's not against you. Everything's going to work out for the good because if you love him, everything is going to be all right. See, God's for you, not against you, the Bible says. And that friend, that true friend will encourage you emotionally and spiritually. Aren't you glad for encouragement? Because the Bible says a friend loves at all times. That's a true friend. Do you have friends like that? No matter what? No matter what you're going through there? I've even some, seen some families that don't get along. Can you imagine? Brother and sister going head to head. Mom and dad not going to head to head. Kids and mom and dad going to head to head. Families are kind of like that. But I'm telling you what, when my brother and I used to get into it, and my, I had, used to have some people to pick on my brother, and I would stand up because I was the older one. I said, you got to go through me to get to him. Pretty soon my brother would do certain things. I looked at him and says, if you keep that up, so I'm going to let them get you. <laughs> He'd stand there and says, oh, my brother's for me. But there's times that we weren't for each other. There's times we wrestle, and there was one time I got him so upset, he socked me in the eye, and it didn't look pretty. Socked me in the nose. I got a bloody nose. But there was times when, hey, you mess with my brother, you mess with me. That's the way Jesus is with us. That's a support system we need emotionally and spiritually. God, you're for me, not against me. God, I know you're going before me, but he'll tell me the truth. That's a true friend. You're going down the wrong path. Don't head that away. There are a lot of people that are looking to other things and not looking to what God has. These friends that are true friends, that are supporters, are there for your dreams and your visions that God's given you. To your dreams and visions, what God places with you. Aren't you glad for friends like that? Yes. See, that's a friend that sticks. 
Now, what is involved in creating and cultivating friendship? I like what the first verse says. I got to show myself friendly. I got to show myself, hey, I'm there. And reach out with a hand every once in a while. Be at some things when I really don't feel like it, but I'm going to go for my friend. There's a lot of people who says it's for me and me only. It's me and my four and no more. And that's not the way God works. He says, I done it for you. I love you. A true friend will be there no matter what. That's how you cultivate. But see what they want you to do? A true friend, if they're a truly godly friend, they want to cultivate godly things in your life. That's really why it's so important to go to church. So important to get around godly people that can influence you. You're influenced by the world so much. You're influenced by the outside forces. If you don't watch it, they'll weigh on you. They'll pull on you. They'll drain you. But if you can come into a service like we did today and we worship God, you feel the presence of the Almighty. I've seen some of you back there going, yeah, I kind of like that music. I don't know what I'm feeling, but man, it makes me feel good. And you're encouraged when you leave because you've been in connection with those that love the Lord and you know that everything's going to be okay. I feel comfort with that. The other last thing I want to look at is, are they loyal? See, I guard loyalty. I have a lot of people give me advice. <laughs> they give me advice and they're gone. But when they're loyal to me, I'm going to listen to them even further. I'm going to listen to them closer because I know when the loyalty comes in there. Go to Proverbs 27, 10. One thing that I noticed with loyalty, they're there through thick and thin. I just want to read the first part of this verse 10 of Proverbs chapter 27. Do not forsake your own friend. That's loyalty. You're not forsaking. You're not forsaking. We may not see eye to eye. We may have some disagreements. But you know what? When the tough gets going, I'm going to be with them. When the battles are raging, I'm going to be in the trenches with them. I'm going to be shooting back at the enemy that's trying to get them. Because they are. That's, that's what God wants us to be like. That's why he say, do not forsake. Be loyal. Do not forsake your friend. It says your own friend. There's one that sticks. There's a friend that wants to be closer. Some of you don't have many friends, but the ones you have, you value. The older I get, I can probably almost count them on my hands and maybe my toes. I'm not taking my shoes off, so hang on. <laughs> I got the 10 toes there. I know what they are. But I count them as value to me. I hold them in high esteem. See, loyalty means that they're faithfulness. They're faithful there and they're committed. That's friendship. That is what God wants us to look at, loyalty. That's what a true friend, but you need to be loyal to them. How many members here in the President Nixon? Have you ever heard, some of you older ones understand what I'm talking about, President Nixon. He was going to be impeached, but he resigned his commission as president. There was a gentleman that was part of his uh, administration called, his name was Chuck Colson. And he was what they call a hatchet man. He was brought in, he was a lawyer. Uh, 
That should tell you anything about some things with lawyers. But he was in there. And one time he was caught up in Watergate. And he had to go to prison. And he'd done his prison time. He come out and he was at a college and he's getting ready to speak. And he's getting ready to do some talking about some things. And the crowd was not a comfortable crowd because the person that spoke before him talked badly of Nixon. And he's standing up there. Oh, okay. What am I going to do? I know Nixon done bad. I done bad. But one thing that Chuck Colson found in prison was a friend that sticks close. His name was Jesus Christ. He found Jesus as a friend. It changed him. But he learned about loyalty. And he gets up there and he sees the crowd. And the one thing the crowd did was jeering against Nixon. And finally he got him settled in a place and he, they, they was listening intently. He goes, I know that President Nixon done some awful things. I have done some awful things. But I count him as a friend. And he stood there thinking, oh man, the rocks are going to come. The tomatoes are going to be thrown at me. Everything under the sun. You know what that audience did? They stood and clapped. Because they seen that no matter what, he was still going to be a friend to one that made a mistake. That's like Jesus is. See, they understood he'd done wrong, but yet there was a friend that stuck closer than others. You know what you have? You have a devotion to those. You're in it for the long haul. You understand that no matter what comes or goes, ups and downs, things are going to happen. We expected sunshine. We got rain, but we're still here. We're going to have a good time inside, even though it's going to rain outside. We're going to be connecting because we're going to have some friendship here and that's going to be glorious and grand. Thank God for that. I want to go to a couple, two men that found a friendship. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 18. These two friends named David and Jonathan. David and Jonathan. But I want to pull out some things just briefly here while we're moving on and talking about friends that sticks and find out what took place with these friends. In verse eight, in verse one of chapter 18 of 1 Samuel, it says, now when he had finished speaking to Saul, talking about David, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Notice there was a kinship there. There was a friendship that came about with these two. Jonathan loved David. See, your friends will love you. They will connect to you. They will look to you. They love you. How many loves friends that loves you? Something we see here because that means that they're going to stick with me. They love me. They truly do. It says, Saul took him that day in verse 2 and would not let him go. Talking about David. Go home to his family, his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant. 
because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David and his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. Very significant what Jonathan done for David. A friend will not think of himself only, but think of the betterment for, of his friend. Let that sink in. That's what a true friend, they call you up. How you doing today? How you feeling today? How's things going? How's your family? How's things? That's a true friend. In this day and age, uh, there should not be any way because we have communication galore, cell phones, texting, Facebooking. Is it tweetering? Thank you. I call it tweeter. <laughs> the birds tweet. So I'm thinking these birds are tweeting. So they're tweeting back and forth, no matter how you put it. Communication. They're checking. They're wanting to know how things are going. That's true love. We've seen that the Bible says that Jonathan loved David as his own soul. That's affection. That's the love. Jesus loved us enough that he went to the cross, that he died for humanity. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know what he was saying? Not so much to those around him, but to every single one, even in the future, down the portals of time, he was looking at you and I. Father, forgive them. Thank God. You know, there's times that I've messed up and I still have to go to Jesus. Jesus never messed up, but he still loves me. Thank God he loves me. Thank God he has affection for me. Thank God he thinks of me. Thank God he looks at me. And he says, I know you're going through it, but I'm there for you. I'll never leave you, never forsake you. Thank God for a friend like that. Why not sing? Why not lift up his name? Why not talk about my friend? See, you talk about those things you really love. And I love Jesus. I love the Lord himself because he loved me first. Amen. Jonathan loved David. Says that his own soul became one with David. Not in a bad sense, in a good sense. He's my friend. I count him as a friend and I love him. I like what it went on to say. Jonathan and David made a covenant. Allegiance. What was taking place. You don't find many of that today where people have allegiance to one another anymore. You do me wrong, I'm going to shut you off. You say something negative, I'm going to shut you off. Even if they've done something years ago, forgiveness must come in and say, I forgive you. I don't care what you've done. I still forgive you. When you carry unforgiveness in your heart, it is a damaging thing. It will put a wall between you and everything else. You don't want a wall. You don't want to be in prison. I want to be free. The reason why Jesus gave us a good example. Jesus said, I forgive. Forgive them, Lord. They know, they do not know what they do. Sometimes people just make mistakes. Sometimes people just say some things. Sometimes you just need to overlook it at that point in time and say, God, forgive them. Say those two words. Say, God, forgive them. God, forgive them. Oh, isn't that simple and easy? That's what Jesus did. Didn't he set the example? But see, we've seen an allegiance between Jonathan and David. They made a covenant with one another. They loved each other. 
Now we see that an allegiance is coming. See, if we have more people would have allegiance to Jesus Christ and the friend that is a true friend, I tell you what, this world would be turned upside down. They would see that people love the Lord more than this, but we have so many wishy-washy people with their allegiance. They have allegiance one time to this, allegiance to this, to another. You know what? I want to be a true friend to Jesus, and I want him to be a true friend to me. You know something else he did? He took off his own robe, had him in his sword, had him in his armor, his bow, and even his belt. There's some significance with that. See, Jonathan was in line to be the king. You got to understand, a friend is not interested in just what's going to bring me and build me up, but a friend wants the best for you. What's going to happen with you? I want, I want some good things to happen to you. And what was Jonathan saying to David and doing to David by action when he took his robe off? He was prophesying over him. You're going to be the next king. I'm glad to be your friend. You know what Jesus did? He took his robe off when he went to the cross. <laughs> and he says, I want you as my friend. I'm willing to lay aside my robe. I'm willing to be humiliated so you don't have to. I'm willing to be cursed so you don't have to be cursed. That's the kind of friend we have in Jesus. And see, Jonathan took it off, placed it on him. He said, you're going to be the next king. Prophesied over him, but also talked to his destiny. A friend, a true friend will talk about your destiny, the place God has for you, the place that you're going to arrive eventually. That's what a true friend wants to do. But he also gave him some other things. He says, you're going to be a man of war. That's going to defend this country. He said, you're going to need this armor? How many knows that God gave us armor? Put us on to protect us. Last Saturday, I went paintballing for the first time. And I've been accused that maybe you're just hiding. No, I'm letting you get killed first because I see what you're doing. You're rushing into the battle and you're going to die. When you're dead, I can move forward. But my son-in-law's dad, an ex-Marine, on a SWAT team, he was a, what else did he do? Sharp, Sniper. shooter, Sniper. Sniper. He also is still in the Air Force, and I watched him. This man was strategizing. He didn't rush in either, but his son did. Son was getting, yeah, you could see all over. But there was one time I'm waiting, I'm just protecting. I said, now here comes this guy here. You keep an eye on him. I told this to my buddy, I says, you, and I'll guard you over here. You know what? That guy didn't guard me. He got killed. Next thing you know, here comes Dave. Oh, I got him. Bam, 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 bam. Hits me on the back. And it wasn't so much what hurt is in shock. He snuck up around me. Where was my friend? He let me die. <laughs> Jesus is not like that. David found a friend in Jonathan that says, I got your back. I'm going to put this on you. 
I got your front. I'm going to put this on you. This was designed for me, but I want the best for you. And I'm going to give you something to battle against. I'm going to give you my sword. I'm going to give you my bow. And I want to put a belt around you that you won't lose your pants in the middle of the thing. <laughs> It'll hold up. See, God will gird you. God will wrap himself, because that's what that means, wrapping around you. That's what he's saying. I'm going to wrap myself around you. I'm going to be next to you. Jesus is saying, I want to wrap my loving arms around you. I want to give you a belt that loves you no matter what comes or goes. See, Jonathan was not only prophesying, but he was speaking into his destiny of David, what was going to take place. That is a true loyal friend. They will speak into your destiny. They will speak truth. They will speak love. They will have affection, but they want the best for you. Thank God for those friends. See, sometimes people just make that word just out as easy. Well, he's my friend. No, he's an associate. You associate. Sometimes with work fellows, people that you work with, that's my friend. You may work with them, but you're not with them on a one-to-one basis most of the time, just when working schedules. School friends, yeah, they may be there for a little bit, but I'm telling you, when you get out of school, you may never see them. There's a lot of kids that I used to run around with I don't ever see anymore. And when I did see them later on down the years, they looked at me and says, you never change. I says, you didn't look at the top. <laughs> says, yeah, but you look the same. You, you don't ever change. You don't ever age. You know, it says, you look the same. I look at him and says, where have you been? See, sin will wrap its clutches around you. It will destroy you. And it's hard to let go of those things. But when you fall in love, a friend will wrap his loving arms around you and say, I'm not letting you go. That's what Jonathan was saying to his friend. Jesus said something to his friend's disciples. In Matthew chapter 28, go there if you would please. Matthew chapter 28, as we kind of bring things to a close. Last few words Jesus was giving to his disciples. Something I want to bring out here because sometimes the last words of somebody is very vital and very important if you really pay attention. They speak sometimes volumes. And Jesus was saying some things. Verse 19, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost in the King James. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And notice his last part of this sentence of this verse. And lo, I am with you. How much? How much is he with me? Didn't he say always? Even to the end of the age. I'm never going to let you go. You're never going to be out of my mind. I'm going to be there looking at you. You know what reminds Jesus of you? When they placed the crown of thorns on his head, he's reminded of the suffering that he had for you. But it also shows he's the king over your life, that he wants the best for you. You know what he did? He placed his hands up and he says, I love you this much. I'm going to hang there. And now he looks at the scars and he says, this is how much I love you, child. 
And then he looks at his feet because they nailed his feet to the cross. He says, I know the path you're going and I found it. And now I went to the cross and now I want to be with you. That's a true friend, church. That's a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Said the Bible says, as we read in 1824, there is one friend. His name is Jesus that will go with you all the way. Your friends can only go so far in this life. But one day you're going to face death and they can only go so far with you, but he can go all the way with you. When you're passing from this life into the next, and we will all do a church. I'm not trying to play on your heartstrings, but we're coming to it. Every single one of us, if the rapture doesn't take place, but God says you're going to come to it, but I will never leave you. He'll be with you even when you cross over. I've been in with the saints and I've seen them say, I see, I see. I've heard them from their vocal cords saying, I see the next life. He's coming for me. He's coming for me. Jesus wants to be with you, church. He loves you. He cares for you. A friend that sticks. <laughs> he wants to wrap himself around you, love you, care for you. Some of you have never had a friend like that. They come and go. They're there for a while while you're partying. They're there while you got your money. They're there for good times, but when the bad times come, you don't see them. But I'm telling you what, there's a friend that wants to stick and he doesn't want to leave you, no matter what you're going through. No if you hit the hard times, I'm there with you. I'm there for you. I love you. I care for you. My love is wrapped around you. I'll never let anything of harm come to you. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, all over the building.